0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Seth. And I'm Zach. And we are the classic gaming brothers.
1: That's right, we are the classic gaming brothers.
0: Yes, uh, yes we are. Yes, Ooh, yes, yes. yes, yes, I was just thinking in my head. At some point in time, we have these uh, this filing cabinet where we keep all of our notes in our episodes. And at some point in time, we just forgot to label episodes. So welcome to whatever episode number this is.
1: This is also coming out uh, most likely on the weekend. We're doing extra life, so we're probably exhausted, which might explain why we're bad at counting.
0: So if you're if you if you joined us yesterday all day we 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 are probably very tired doing this episode uh however we are doing this episode in the past
1: so we're only like you were just the usual amount of tired that our bodies are yeah because Seth and I are just chronically tired
0: some people say it's a medical issue we just say it's the state of life we just call it living if you're not tired then what are you you're dead sleep
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well that too,
0: oh, I was just thinking about the doctor from uh Star Wars in that moment, Star Trek, no, the doctor from Star Wars,
1: like the robot
0: no where he's wanted a twelve system oh dr Evanson? <laughs> you you'll be dead, uh anyway, I just I think we're gonna refer to him as the doctor in Star Wars from now on,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good, that's gonna totally confuse people. Is there another doctor in Star Wars? the robot no robots can't
0: be doctors. <laughs> wow (laughs) they're medical droids they're not doctors
1: i think they're doctors is
0: there another doctor in star wars that's not a medical droid
1: no i don't think so
0: somebody can tell me if there's another doctor i should ask mike but anyway what if uh what have you been playing zach
1: seth recently i've been revisiting some classic games as we do on this podcast but i've been playing super mario land 2 six golden coins uh, which was originally released in october of 1992 for the Game Boy. And in the game you play as Mario. You must stop Wario. I don't really have too much to say about this game. I think it's a better Mario Land game than the first Super Mario Land. I think Super Mario Land is very Simple. It kind of feels like the Super Mario Brothers of the Game Boy, while Super Mario Land Two kind of feels like the Super Mario Brothers Three of the Game Boy. So it has um, updated graphics from the first game. It's got a bunch of power-ups that you can use. Uh, it's just overall, I think, a, a fun platformer, and I think one that is still enjoyable to this day. But yeah, it's it's a very straightforward Mario platformer. Um, you have some unique abilities, uh, and there's some unique qualities about it, such as the map being kind of uh, open world in the sense that you can tackle different levels in the order that you want to tackle them in beyond the last level the last level like the last zone you cannot go to until you beat the other places Um, it's like locked but you can go to different parts of this island that you're on and kind of tackle the levels in those parts of the island in the order that you want to do them in i think that's pretty cool there's also some like weird things on the map Like you go to this one part, you get swallowed by a turtle and then the rest of the map is inside of the turtle. Uh, There's also just a giant Mario that you can enter Who's a robot? And there's like inside the robot levels, but it's a it's a fun game. I like it. What about you, Seth? What have you been playing?
0: Uh, so recently I've been playing The Raven remastered, which has nothing to do with the Edgar Allan Poe material.
1: It's not like a really just a really nice print of the Edgar Allan Poe poem.
0: No, no, it is not. The remaster came out in 2018, and it was a remastered of the original game, The Raven. Legacy of a Master Thief, which was released back in 2013. So I guess five years was the time that they need to remaster it. I think there was also some issues with the original. So they released the remaster and I think that was like their overhaul of the game and their any of the bugs and stuff because i played this game and i really enjoyed it but i got stuck somewhere and i don't know if i got stuck because i was an idiot or if i got stuck because the game bugged out it could have been both the raven remastered uh was developed by king Art and it was published by thq nordic and it's a uh, crime adventure adventure game that is told over three chapters and they also king art did the book of unwritten tales which is another adventure game so Ooh. if you like book of unwritten tales you may like the raven it's full of some twists and turns and it is an interesting game because at the start of the game you play as a swiss guard who reminds me a lot of Hercule Poirot. Uh, he's kind of heavy set and has a mustache and except he's not belgian he's swiss uh, um, but he's very like decidedly Swiss and just like how, how, uh, Hercupa decidedly Belgian, but he's less, he's a little more, I would say a little more duplicitous than Hercule Perot is. He starts off, there's this really famed inspector that he wants to work with. And in order to work with the inspector, he has to impress him. So he tells the inspector that he knows a bunch of facts about different passenger on the train. And it's revealed that, not to the inspector, but it's revealed that he actually didn't know the facts because of how the passenger looked, but because he talked to the passenger earlier. So he's kind of like sneaky in regards to how he collects information. But his name is Hellman, I think. And that's who you play as initially. Later in the game, you do play on the other side of the story. Uh, so you get to play as the Raven. And it's a it's a heist story that takes place in the 60s in Paris. The game starts off with you being in Switzerland, but you're on a train going to Paris. Uh, so it's pretty fun. I uh, had a desire to play an adventure game on my Steam Deck, which I talk about a lot. But it has really increased my gaming by like 25%. so it's it's a thing to really talk about and the raven remastered is a game that i've wanted to revisit and i'm happy to revisit as a remastered version and i'm happy to
1: revisit it on my steam deck so it's been uh so far a lot of fun great well on the topic of the 1960s today's topic starts in the 1960s today we are focusing on a, a topic that's near and dear to myself seth you're familiar with doctor who but i don't know if you're like as much of a fan as i am
0: I like Doctor Who. I have sat down and watched some Doctor Who episodes. I prefer the sci-fi Doctor Who versus the history Doctor Who. I like when they go forward in time. I don't like when they go backwards in time. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, also, it confuses me sometimes. If you don't follow the show religiously, you could get lost in the plot pretty quickly because there's like, you're like, what, who, why, where? But I did, I like Eccleston. I watched most of Eccleston's run. I want to say I watched all of Eccleston. And then I think I watched most, if not all, of tenant and then i watched a bit of of matt and that's what i kind of petered out yeah Um, i think i stopped watching it definitely after rose left and the who's who's the companion after rose uh martha yeah who's after martha donna and who's after donna
1: then the doctor regenerates and that's amy
0: okay and then who's after her uh, Clara? I watched up to Clara. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I watched because there was an episode where she was in the thing.
1: In the Dalek? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw, like, I saw up to that. And then I think I saw the movie. Like the 50th? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I saw that in theaters and it has been off the downhill since there.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I was introduced to the show in 2006 when it started rebroadcasting in the U S because it restarted in 2005, but the U S didn't pick it up for a year. And uh, our father was introduced to Dr. Who via classic episodes being rebroadcast via public broadcasting channels here in the United States. Um, So our father was very familiar with Doctor Who. But today we're talking about Doctor Who video games and it's actually very fitting we're talking about Doctor Who this month because November is the anniversary month of Doctor Who. That's right, November of 1963, not only did JFK get assassinated, but the very next day Doctor Who had its First episode air on the BBC. The show was created by a Canadian television producer named Sidney Newman, and Verity Lambert took on the role of producer for the first series. It starred veteran actor William Hartnell as the Doctor, who is a mysterious time traveler who voyages around in a ship called the TARDIS, with his granddaughter Susan and two of her school teachers. The original intention of the show was to provide something that could fill a Saturday evening time slot, but could also appeal to children while still being enjoyable for adults. And the idea was that the doctor would travel to ancient times and show historical events, not necessarily like as an education show, but he would go there, like drama would happen, and also you would learn something along the way.
0: So it was like Journeyman.
1: Yeah, it was like Journeyman. <laughs> and the first serial in Doctor Who really followed this premise, it was called An Unearthly Child, and it featured the Doctor uh, meeting Barbara and Ian, who were Susan's teachers for the first time, and them traveling back in time to the caveman era and dealing with this like conflict that's going around with these cave people. So yeah, it's just them like dealing with cavemen and cavemen capturing them, and then like a tribe of cavemen having infighting because one of them brings fire to the cave.
0: Where are Susan's parents?
1: Long since dead on Gallifrey.
0: (laughs) Oh, so she's so Susan is a Time Lord. Are her teachers also Time Lords?
1: No, her teachers are humans from Earth. The doctor was just kind of like hanging out on Earth and Susan was attending school there. And the teachers followed her home one day because they were worried about her. And she went into a junkyard and vanished. And when they went into the junkyard, there was an old man standing next to a blue police box. And they said, a little girl went in here. And he said, no, she didn't. And they were like, That's weird. So then they heard a voice coming from the blue police box and walked inside. That's how they entered the TARDIS for the first time.
0: So the doctor, who is the legal guardian of Susan, kidnaps two adults. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And brings them on whirlwind adventures. The doctor kidnaps people regularly.
1: Yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah. So this first serial is them going back, meeting the cavemen, and then it took a really different turn in the very next serial. So ratings were slow at the start, mostly due to the JFK assassination happening on November 22nd and the first episode happening on November 23rd. Even after that first episode of that serial aired, it just didn't pick up the way that BBC was expecting. So they decided that they were going to put out another serial, this time featuring the Daleks. This serial took the Doctor and his team to another planet called Skaro, where they would meet the terrifying Daleks, who are at war with the peace-loving Thals. And the Daleks kind of look like trash bins with bumps on them, holding egg whisks.
0: And uh, having a plunger, right?
1: And uh, a plunger, yeah. And this is what really made the show successful. It not only like skyrocketed Doctor Who's popularity but it created what was called Dalek mania everyone loved the Daleks there was like Dalek merchandise Dalek music Dalek everything and the show became a massive success ultimately it would last up till today an episode literally aired just a few weeks ago in October and it only had a brief hiatus between 1989 and 1996 when Fox and the BBC produced a made for TV movie and then it took another break until 2005 when the revival series started with Russell T. Davies as the showrunner. And like I mentioned, uh, November 23rd, 2022, that's the 59th anniversary of Doctor Who. And the BBC is not really doing anything to celebrate it. So that's why we're doing this episode. We're going to be the celebration.
0: (laughs) Well, BBC wrote to us actually, we received correspondence from- Yeah, legally that didn't happen, but- (laughs) No, no, no they did bbc one wrote to us said we need you to honor the 59th episode 59th episode the 59th anniversary of the doctor who will you classic gaming brothers bear this honor and we said of course bbc one will do so
1: i would say it would be very in tune with british television if there were only 59 episodes and it ran for 60 years
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> I mean, the Brits do as the Brits do. And for anyone who's listening, any of our UK audience members who are listening, we we do really appreciate you.
1: Now, Doctor Who was able to last as long as it did, uh, largely due to an idea that they came up with around the time that the first actor to play the Doctor, William Hartnell, was starting to get sick. They decided instead of canceling the show outright, they were going to recast the Doctor, but they weren't going to recast him as someone who looked like William Hartnell. They decided to recast him as someone much younger, an actor named Patrick Troughton. And they came up with the idea of regeneration, where the Doctor could change their appearance if they die or if the actor quit or if the actor got fired which did happen on one occasion so with regeneration as as seth alluded to the doctor was later retconned into what's called a time lord they're an alien species that has this power to regenerate and they come from a line of alien species that have the power to uh travel through time and such
0: and since he was retconned as a time lord the original doctor in that first episode with susan he could have just been a human
1: they allude to the fact that he's not from the 1960s because he's like oh it's not my time and stuff but yeah he ultimately could have just been a human or a human-like person from the future and there was really no concept of the the whole like Time Lord hierarchy
0: just speaking briefly on the Daleks before we get into actual video game talk the Daleks do have my favorite line in Doctor Who during the Dalek and Cyberman war uh, Cybermen are also a villain of Doctor Who the Daleks are talking to the Cybermen over radio frequency and the Daleks say they told the Cybermen that the Dalek are superior to the Cybermen in all ways but one and the Cybermen, being robots, asked the Daleks what way were they more superior to them and the Daleks said, dying. Uh,
1: there's a similar line in that little dialogue where the Cybermen says you expect to defeat our army with only four Daleks and they say we expect that we we could beat you with only one Dalek. (laughs)
0: yeah anyway to get back on to talking about video games since we are a video game podcast in 1983 the fifth actor to play doctor who was peter davison and the first official doctor who video game was released prior to this there were some unofficial games because it was a property that people loved and people who are nerds make stuff about you know fandoms that they like and those were passed along via cassette tape or as basic code found in magazines the official game was that BBC gave their stamp of approval to and this game was called Doctor Who The First Adventure. Doctor Who The First Adventure sees the fifth Doctor so BBC with this video game says that all other adventures by all the other doctors were not the first adventure. They were just puttering around.
1: <laughs> he's just dicking about in the TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, the fifth doctor. Well, uh, is the fifth doctor the one with the scarf? Who's the one with the scarf?
1: That's the fourth doctor. Fifth doctor looks like he's. Getting ready for a cricket game.
0: So this is the one with celery on his lapel, but after the one that has a fun scarf. Sees the fifth doctor fighting off various enemies through levels that seem very similar to popular games of the era. So kind of like an early 1980s Wreck-It Ralph. One level is very similar to Pac-Man. Another is very similar to Frogger. There's a Space Invaders style level and even one based on Battleship. You are given 15 lives and you have 60 minutes to complete entire game which makes it almost like a score rush type of game since you are just trying to get it through with before the game just ends. The game was written entirely by Jeremy uh, Rustin and published by BBC Software for the BBC Micro, a home computer that was designed by Acorn Computers for the BBC's computer literacy project. Rustin was 15 years old when he was commissioned by the BBC to make the video game. Yes. The British Broadcast Company, essentially media arm of the British government, decided that they needed a Doctor Who video game and they needed a 15-year-old to make it. And I feel like only in the UK could they get away with that. What's really odd about this entire situation beyond is that Rustin was neither a game designer nor a video game player. Reportedly, and rather unsurprisingly, the game did not sell that well. It was criticized that it had a lot of similarities to much more popular games. And Rustin would never go to work in game design ever again that we know of.
1: And uh, following this, they decided with one failure, they're gonna release another Doctor Who game. So they released a text-based game called Doctor Who and the Warlords for the BBC micro where you play as an unspecified doctor and you must solve puzzles
0: i just want to establish for our listeners who may not be super familiar with how the bbc works this is not like pbs going out and making video games this is like the irs (laughs) going out and deciding to make video games
1: The the game was designed in part by Graham Williams. Uh, Like Jeremy Rustin, Graham Williams was not a game designer. Unlike Jeremy Rustin, Graham Williams was an adult. Graham Williams was actually a television producer, and he had worked on previous episodes of Doctor Who in the 1970s, primarily working with the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker. The game would be promoted at Doctor Who-themed events, uh, such as a 1985 screening of the 1966 film Dalek's Invasion Earth 21. 50 AD, starring Peter Cushing as the Doctor. Following this was Doctor Who in the Minds of Terror in 1985 for the Amstrad CPC, Commodore 64. And the BBC Micro. The game features the Sixth Doctor, played by Colin Baker, in a robotic cat by the name of Splinks. In Doctor Who: In the Minds of Terror, uh, the Doctor must stop the Master, who is an enemy from the show and a rival Time Lord, from producing a substance called Heat Knight. And you must also retrieve stolen plans for the Time Lords. the The game is a side scroller with both horizontal, vertical, and diagonal scrolling. You can move freely in any direction, but the game featured a lot of ways to die, such as being killed by a monster robots lack of oxygen spikes. All things that would definitely kill the Doctor. This game was developed by Gary Partris and was published by Micropower though it was officially approved by the BBC. It also was originally supposed to be a sequel to a previous game called Castle Quest but it was adapted to a Doctor Who game halfway through production. The game was also too big for the BBC Micro meaning that the game came with its own ROM chip that you would have to install in your BBC micro every time you wanted to play just doctor who in the minds of terror that's like if you bought a game today and they gave you a new cpu but only for that game and not for anything else
0: i feel like they they missed out an opportunity where um, they could generate a new different looking sprite for the doctor every time you died just like a little different because he would be regenerating now even with the nuances of getting its own rom chip it was worth it for some people specifically those who reviewed it at the magazine zap 64 who ended up being favorable to it because it was like castle quest which they also thought was good the german magazine asm or actular software marked was not as positive uh they called the game trite giving it only a four out of ten Next up, after the Minds of Terror, is Dalek Attack. This game came out in 1992 and was released by Alternative Software for MS DOS, Commodore 64, Amiga, and the Atari ST. The game allowed you to play as either the fourth, fifth, or seventh Doctor. Not the sixth Doctor, though.
1: Oh, he's the one that was fired.
0: Oh. <laughs> So even in licensing agreements, no, no. Though in the Amiga and MS-DOS version, the second Doctor was also available, but not the fifth Doctor. So you would be able to play in the Amiga or MS-DOS version, second, fourth, or seventh. A second player could also play as a companion, which is great. And specifically the companion of those Doctors, such as the seventh companion, Ace, or a soldier from the military group unit featured in the show. That second player kind of got a crapshoot of what they were playing as.
1: I I like that you couldn't play as another doctor, which does happen in Doctor Who. Doctors meet, but like, no. (laughs) No,
0: No. you can either play as a dog or a soldier.
1: No, Ace is a human.
0: Oh, I thought Ace was the robot dog. No, that's K-9 oh uh, ace is a good name for a dog though well so you guess you can play as a human as a human <laughs> i think that those options would be better if you could like a second player had to be either a dog or a person yeah in the game you travel to either london paris uh new york tokyo or the planet scaro and you must fight daleks and their creator davros And it plays as a platformer where the doctor can shoot various enemies, which is odd because in the show he very, very rarely uses actual weapons, and you collect various power-ups and the logo for the show, which is, they're kind of like coins, and they uh, add to your score. A ZX Spectrum version of the game would be released in 1993 after a campaign was set up by the magazine, Your Sinclair. Alternative Software initially didn't plan to port to the Spectrum, as they didn't think that it would actually be viable after Dalek Attack was released in 1993, it would become the last full-priced licensed video game for the ZX Spectrum.
1: Now, another interesting fact about the game is that it features a Dalek redesign that was done by the original Dalek designer, Ray Cusick. Kusick uh, had actually created the design when he was answering the question, what a Dalek may look like? in the 1990s for a 1989 article in Doctor Who magazine. This would be the only appearance of this design in any official Doctor Who media. Wouldn't
0: they look like the same?
1: (laughs) I mean, yes, but I think this was like a hypothetical, like, 80s action, and he made it look kind of like a monster. Like a weird monster. Now, Doctor Who finally entered the world of 3D video games in 1997 with a title... Doctor Who, Destiny of the Doctors by Studio Fish and published by BBC Multimedia. In Destiny of the Doctors, which was written by television writer Terrence Dix, you play as a character called the Grack, uh, who is not from the show, The Grack is exclusive to the game. And the Grack is a psychic projection of the Doctor. So you don't play as the Doctor, you play as the Grack. In the game, the Doctor has been removed from time and space. And it's up to the Grack to stop the Master from taking control of a planet made of pure psychic energy. Uh, The game plays actually like a 3D first-person, almost like a first-person shooter. But it's kind of notable in the fact that it had brand new audio recording from the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker, Fifth Doctor Peter Davidson, Sixth Doctor Colin Baker, Seventh Doctor Sylvester McCoy, the Master Anthony Anley in his last final recorded appearance as the master and the doctor's friend the brigadier uh, who was played by Nicholas Courtney and John Pertwee who played the third doctor had agreed to appear in the game but unfortunately passed away before recording took place so they ended up sampling his audio from an archive of his work
0: now the game doctor who destiny of the doctors is primarily an action puzzle game with the player solving various puzzles inside the different doctor Tardises at your job as the Grak is to get to a a chasm called the Great Divide, which separates the TARDIS from where the Doctor is captured. In your way are Daleks, Cybermen, Autons, Ice Warriors, Quarks, Sea Devils, Solarians, Santarians, Yetis, and Zygons. Some of those things, I know what they are. Some of them, I don't. Because you're not playing as the Doctor, you are welcome to kill these enemies, because the Grack does not have the moral compuncture as the Doctor. Once you reach the Great Divide, you are then provided a symbol and a riddle from the Master. The player then must complete an objective find certain information or collect an item after you completed your task out of a possible of 28 tasks you return to the master and give him the item or you cross a grid of tiles or you must choose the real doctor out of a choice of three once you succeed here you then must fight against the master to free that specific doctor so you're doing chores for the master and then you fight him
1: yeah, pretty much. It's really complicated. For each doctor, there's a different activity that you do with the master. Like, you have to race him or, 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 or joust him. <laughs>
0: You hang out with this guy and then you attack him. Yeah, pretty much. Destiny of Doctors was not super well received. At the time, it was considered continuing a trend of largely disappointing Doctor Who fans. They just knew that they were not going to get a video game that was going to be good. In more contemporary reviews from Destructoid, reviewer Anthony Birch said the game was one of the most unplayable, unenjoyable games (laughs) ever created. (laughs) Despite this, the Master's performance is often praised by people and his scenes were included as a bonus feature on the DVD release of Survival.
1: Survival was the last classic episode of Doctor Who. so right. um, It was also the last televised appearance of Ainley as the Master. With that, that's the classic series of Doctor Who games come to an end as the classic series ultimately end, uh, and the modern era took off. So it took some time for games to be released based on the new series with the first one coming out in 2008 eight for the ps2 nintendo ds nintendo wii and windows but it was just a version of a card game called top trumps with a doctor who skin on it in november of 2010 asylum entertainment released doctor who evacuation earth for the nintendo ds they also released a game called return to earth for the wii that same month they're unrelated games but they are also related in the sense they are both doctor who and they both featured i think those the daleks and the cybermen following this in 2010 from around 2011 the bbc began working on an episodic series of adventure games featuring the 11th doctor matt smith which would put him against various enemies uh, anywhere from cybermen to the uh, weeping angels to guy Fox in one of the games the first game city of the daleks saw the daleks invading 1963 and creating an alternative earth there were five games in the doctor who the adventure game series before it was shelved by the bbc in favor of a new project doctor who the eternity clock which all also featured Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor. And in 2013, Doctor Who Legacy was released to coincide with the show's 50th anniversary. This is a free-to-play match-three puzzle RPG that features all of the various Doctors in a story that spans the entire history of the show. And it was pretty addicting when I played it. Was it? Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. It's, it's just one of those games where you, like, match items, but then as you, like, do chains, it powers up your characters and they can do attacks on enemies
0: are you are you exploring a world
1: So you, it's it's a whole Doctor Who plot so you get like trapped in a time bubble and there's like all the different Doctors are teamed up and there's different Masters are trying to fight you. They did an expansion with the 12th Doctor. In
0: 2015 the Doctor, Dalek, Cyberman, and Weeping Angels made an appearance in a game, Lego Dimensions. The Doctor would be voiced by Peter Capaldi who at the time was playing the 12th Doctor. In 2019, a VR game featuring the 13th Doctor played by Jodie Whittaker called The Edge of Time was released. In the game you play as a companion of the doctor and you pilot the TARDIS around. A non-VR version of the game, The Edge of Reality, was released in 2021, which follows up to the previous story but features David Tennant, the 10th doctor, returning for a brief role as the 10th doctor. Lastly, at some point this year, Reality Gaming Group is looking to release Doctor Who Worlds Apart, which will be a free-to-play collectible card game backed by the blockchain on a side fork of Ethereum. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun (laughs) uh looking back at the series of video games i would say the doctor who franchise has yet to get a a video game that's actually been any good
1: probably the best game out of the whole lot is lego dimensions which is arguably not a doctor who game
0: right no it's a lego game
1: but does have an entire storyline canon to the lego Dimensions story where you team up with the 12th doctor as batman and gandalf and you fight the daleks
0: yeah i don't call that a doctor who game i think that's just like a lego game with doctor who theming
1: however i will say something cool about the lego dimensions game another detail if you die while playing as the doctor you do read Generate into another doctor and they do have all the different incarnations of the doctor going back to the first doctor that is good and each TARDIS you go inside the TARDIS it will change to that doctor's TARDIS complete with black and white TARDISes for the first and second doctor and with that that is our doctor who episode uh they say it couldn't be done but we did it uh with that we're going to get into our retro rewind and talk a bit about the games we've been playing. Uh, So I'm gonna go first. Seth had me play a game that was very different than Doctor Who because it's Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek Away Team. So the question is, what do you get when you mix XCOM, The Voice of Brent Spiner, and Star Trek? Well, you get Star Trek Away Team. Developed by Reflexive Entertainment and published by Activision. This 2001 strategy game puts you in command of a group of Starfleet Commandos who go on away missions. You have to fight off various enemies, such as Romulans, and uh, you can complete various tasks such as finding a captured Klingon who has been captured by the Romulans. You also have to make sure your characters don't die and you do this strategically <laughs> by making sure you put them in positions where they're not going to be seen by snipers or throw grenades places that are not very close to you. I will say this game is a bit more it's a bit more user-friendly than XCOM is. <laughs> when you target an enemy you're like nine out of ten times are always going to hit that enemy. <laughs> um, I don't think I missed an enemy. It also doesn't feel really Really turn-based, uh, it's it's it definitely requires strategy, but the action does play out relatively in real time. It, even if it is turn-based, it's very quick. I would say if you're a fan of strategy games, give it a shot. If you're a fan of like tactical games like XCOM, you might want to give it a shot. It probably will feel like a not to be mean, it probably feels like a dumbed down version of XCOM, but it's still worth playing. I think it's fun. It's available on GOG right now for about ten bucks. So next week, Seth, I want you to play Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo.
0: Zach had me play Wings of War for the Sega Genesis, released in 1991. It is a side-scrolling shoot 'em up developed by Masaya Games. You play as an angel named War, W O R, and you have to go and fight demons that are attacking Heaven, being led by this guy named Ikkus. It who is <laughs> like, a demon as like well, like from <laughs> real Monsters. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the Areal Monster people are attacking Heaven. <laughs> so I, I like shoot 'em ups, but I'm not very good at them. I enjoyed it. I really liked the music. I thought the music was really really good and shoot 'em ups are really great on the Sega Genesis they are like the unsung hero of the Sega Genesis mostly because SNES shoot em ups generally had slowdown issues because the SNES had slowdown issues especially with games like shoot em ups where there was a lot of stuff going on at once but the Sega Genesis was better at doing that and it generally had a better sound score and you really need to have good music when you play a shoot 'em up because they can get to be kind of like rhythmic you get two lives and uh, then you have to continue continue if you die uh you are from what i played you're uh one hit you're done and then you come back and then one hit more and then you're done it was tough but it wasn't like super hard it wasn't like nes hard it's just difficult enough to make it interesting it definitely holds up if you like shoot 'em ups i really like the art style was fun uh there were enemies that were like star of david with a dude's face on it there's some weird looking stuff that attacks you and you're just like this angel guy that's just like flying around and you shoot like multiple like lines of fire uh though i do wonder if heaven is being attacked why are they only sending one guy to do it
1: maybe one guy can take care of it
0: i uh, but i guess if you beat the game, he can, right? They were just like, send war.
1: Like, there's always video games where it's like some major threat is happening to send one dude to deal with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it makes sense. Anyway, I I think it definitely holds up if you like shoot-em-ups. So check out Wings of War and that's W-O-R and... Zach, for next
1: week, I want you to play Streets of Rage Dose. right, I'll do it. Now, if you like that episode talking about Doctor Who and all the various games, uh, be sure to write us an email. ClassicGamingBrothers at gmail.com You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch and Twitter. Our Facebook, Instagram and Twitch are ClassicGamingBrothers. Our Twitter is CGBrothersPod. If you joined us for our extra life stream, we just want to thank you very much for joining us. Uh, You can visit our website ClassicGamingBrothers.com and uh, be sure to let everyone know about the podcast and what you think and like, and subscribe where you can. Uh, With that, I think that's everything, unless I am forgetting something major.
0: Seth? Uh, Don't play games like my brother.
1: Don't play games like my brother.
0: I've been Seth.
1: And I've been Zach.
0: And we've been the classic gaming brothers.
1: Yes. That's
0: right.